Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Okay. All right. Rorschach's Journal, October 12th, 1985. Dog carcass in alley this morning. Tire tread on burst stomach. This city's afraid of me. I've seen its true face. The streets are extended gutters, and the gutters are full of blood. And when the drains finally scab over, all the vermin will drown. The accumulated filth of all their sex and murder will foam up around their waists. And all the whores and politicians will look up and shout, Save us. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, episode 400 and what is it? 10? Yeah, 410. Mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson. Joining me today, Brian Blue Ween Dunaway. <laughs> Blue Weenie. Oh, hi. Yeah, I'm here on Mars just looking at this photograph. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. Hey, look, it's Jupiter on Mars. That your eyes get so red. Oh, right, right. Spoiler, the comedian is your dad. And what the hell is on Rorschach's head? Give me back my face. Yeah, he's so crazy. You're locked up in here with me. <laughs> Face full of boiling fried juice. Well, that guy is a comedian, unlike your dad. Yep, Rorschach, a funny guy. All the way up to the part where he has to be exploded. Then, well, the jury's out on that. It's Rorschach-shaped blood splatter. What do you see? Anywho, look at the time. It's 3 a.m., time to go out and do something stupid. Like uh, like shoot fire out of an owl's face. That's right. 
That's right. That that intro was abst- as abstract as a as Rorschach's face. Also, by the way, don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah, don't do drugs. <laughs> for, you, for a moment, you reminded me of Mike Myers in "So I Married an Axe Murderer." Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> gonna, gonna gonna do a little little category there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, category. I, for some, huh? Yeah. So, uh, so it's categorical. Uh, so yeah, the 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 for, for some reason I started singing Nickelback when uh, look when at Luke... this photograph. Look at this photograph. It makes me laugh. Right. <laughs> uh, very nice. Also with us, Randy Blue Ween Jordan. Hello, Wait. Uh, Scott. Brian. 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 What? Hi. Huh? What? Go ahead. Yeah. Wait, but I thought I was blue. Oh, I thought you. No, you're both blue weaned. Don't worry about it. I Keep going. Everybody's gonna be blue There might be there might be a theme going here. Randy Deluxe Shack Journal, February 9. Why is that extra R in February? Who put it there? I'm going to find out. Because I hate that person, and I especially hate their hands. I'm going to break their hands so that they never put unnecessary R's in common words. And then, when the city sees that person with their broken hands, the city will cry out, What is this scene? And I'll say, Just pull back or zoom in, and you'll see it's a smiley face. And the city won't care, except for the 13-year-old boys, who will think the smiley faces everywhere are super deep and meaningful because of war or something. (laughs) I'm... I'm so glad they deleted that scene because uh, it was getting kind of long. So I'm, but I appreciate you bringing it here. I oh, do. Yeah. I no, like I don't. I don't context. even. I've never seen the the extended. So what you just described is new to me. I don't know what that is. <laughs> we'll talk about it on the show. Also yeah. with us, and finally, Brian Blue Ween Ibbett. <laughs> what gross got out the most? Mm. Uh, and, and I'm going to start out by giving uh, Randy a lozenge. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Come gather around, people, wherever you roam. And watch a film based on an Alan Moore tome. Even though Alan Moore says to leave it alone. Oh, the Watchmen need some explaining. Now, don't get me wrong, the Watchmen comic was the best. To find a more iconic one, it would be a test. But make a movie series that might have been best. For the Watchmen needs some rearranging. I didn't hate the movie. Don't get me wrong, kid. The casting was one of the best things Zack Snyder did. And I don't miss the appearance of a giant psychic squid. Oh, the Watchmen's about to get some film sacking. Very nice. Good job. Wow. That's that was, my that favorite. Beautiful. My favorite. Uh, one of my favorite movie intros of ever of all time. Yes. By the way, yes. I love Opening that. Opening credit. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Beautiful. One scenes. of the best. Uh, all right. So if it isn't obvious, one of the longest. Like, uh, like let's oh, yeah. let's make sure we also say that everything about the movie was wrong. Long, including the opening <laughs> credits, which was four minutes long. Yeah, like, it was a that's beast. unbelievable. Yes, but so entertaining long, to watch. Right. Well, I mean, usually what happens is credits pop as stories being told. This was this montage sort of historical record. It's of, a setup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was done in a way that, like in the old Hollywood days, they'd run all the credit. We've done this with a couple of movies here. They'll do all the credits in the beginning. And at the end of the movie, there's none. It just ends. There's a the end, and then you're out. And those used to be kind of long <laughs> because they'd cram it all in at once. This was like a middle ground. It's like a weird, 
decision thing. And, Plus, it had a you know, it, it had a it had a cold open, and then and then credits rolled, which is. And weird. I was actually disappointed in the credits. No, I was disappointed in the overall editing of the film because the credits sequence, which is a which is a, a storyboarding should have told me the backstory that the movie wasn't going to. Mm. And many times it told me story that the movie then told me again. Yeah. And it was like, uh-huh. you didn't need to do that. Like, you can trust me to get it. And like, I, I like, I really enjoyed the whole sequence where we find out how Dr. Manhattan was made. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like really mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand what it's doing where it is mm-hmm. when it could have been in the backstory while the backstory has all of this stuff that doesn't have anything to do with the current plot of the rest of the film. Well, I I'm going to I'm going to not disagree because I think it is I think if you're especially if you're somebody who comes to this and it's this is going to sound like the typical nerd thing to say about how um if you haven't seen the movie or sorry, if you haven't read the comic book then the movie's you know the movie's not as good as the comic and all that. I'm not talking about that. What I'm going to say here is order in which this should be seen. I am a big proponent in this particular case, because this isn't true of everything, uh, but in this particular case, I really do think reading that comic book, that graphic novel run, that that trade paperback, reading that first, and then seeing this movie is the absolute direction to go. And it's not because... I, I think if you saw this first and then went back to the comic, you're going to miss the genius somehow. Like... It's hard to explain what I'm trying to say because I, because when you read something, you put the voices in your own head. Your 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 internal narrator decides how things sound and how things what the tone is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, like if if a movie gives you all of that, then you just go apply it to the comic, and you never experience the creative thing for yourself. Yeah. Now I wow. I feel differently about some movies and things. Like I'll I'll see a movie and and then read the book later, and I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem with that normally, but I do think that's important here. That being said, that is not me saying that this is a lesser or this is a problem for the film because I love this movie. I I like it long. I like what it is. I like the. I've never seen the extended thing. I hear that's even better, but also that's longer. So some may just roll their eyes and go, "Ugh, I can't go much longer than it already is." Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as as comic book adaptations go, especially one that is so hallowed and such a, a complex piece of work to begin with. I think this is a really, really valiant attempt to get it right, and I think he comes as close as anybody would. This is Zack Snyder back when I think he was really hungry after, for it and going for it. Yeah, this is right after uh, three hundred. Yeah, three hundred, yeah, and I, before that, the I, the Dawn of the Dead remake, and then you know, right. it's after this things started going weird for him, and we got Sucker Punch, and then the DC movies, and all of that. See, but, I, that's the thing. I think I think he was getting to to where he was going, and I've talked about it in the past. I like Sucker Punch, and I like. No, I love this You're movie. Crazy. I you yeah. can call crazy me crazy like if you sucker punch. You can you can call me crazy if you want to, but th- there there is a a uh there is a emotional style that Zack Snyder brings to the screen that appeals to me. Uh, I'm not oh, the only yeah. person. And so I mean I, I think I find I find enjoyment of that. I didn't mind the repetitiveness of the story, the layering of the story over and over again. Because the visual things that were happening were were satisfactory to me, they 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 yeah. satisfied uh, me. But I certainly know that that's the biggest criticism of this film is that uh, a lot of people feel like he showed too much reverence to the 
comic or the graphic novel. Don't tell more of that. See, more I, disagrees. Well, he he preemptively disagrees. Like he doesn't. Right. It doesn't right, matter yeah. what anyone. He sold the rights for that stuff a long time ago. He claims it because he was young and dumb. And you know, he preemptively says, "I don't care who's doing it, what they're doing, or how they're doing it. I don't want. I, I that's a terrible idea. Boom, done. Like he doesn't care. Exactly. Yeah. I doubt he's seen I, it. Honestly, like why would he be? I question. Uh, have we all read the comic, by the way? Yes. Yes. Multiple I'm, I'm actually times. curious about about when we read the comic. Because for me, I read it when I was a teenager, and then again, maybe like 10 years ago when mm. the movie came out originally, but I didn't see the film. This is my first viewing of this film. Mm. And oh, wow. I, like, I, remember, I remember things, but I don't remember, like I don't have this like clear crystal version of that comic in my mind. Mm. And so like... I, I was really forgiving with this movie, and I'm I'm curious if anybody's like looked at the comic lately or just reveres it. And well, I have one right here, and I'm going to be reading it again because now I'm in the mood. Yeah. Um, but this is yeah. like my fifth time through that book, and I love it. It's just one of the greatest things ever. And I think that, and, and the, the basis for my original question is, um, I I like the film, but I think I like it because I like the the, the comic so much, and I feel like without the comic and all that back stuff that the comic is able to do over 12 issues, uh, setting up characters and giving us two dimensional, um, two dimensional characters. The, the film doesn't do any of that. And on its own, if it were to stand on its own, I don't think it would be as good. I think I don't disagree with that. I think that's why I like the order of read it, then see mm-hmm. it. Yes. Because what yes. you get is your fandom realization of what you read and love. So instead of instead of what the hell is this I'm watching, you get, ooh, look how cool they made Dr. Manhattan. They really got that. They nailed that. Well, not so much mm-hmm. with so-and-so. But, you know, you can look at it with eyes of you, – you, what's a, I can't think of another example of this. But it's, it's, it's like, you know, you could get away with an MCU movie now that you've never read the comic. You have no idea what it is. But you can totally – relate mm-hmm. to Captain America or something, right? Like sure. it just makes sense. The Guardians of the Galaxy or right. Sure. Mm-hmm. This is material that is not that. It's co- it's more complex, it's dark, it's different. It's saying something about society. It's got all these messages. It's got all this Alan Moore to it, right? Right. And you it's have got, to it's got, it's got themes, it's got layers, yeah, complexity. You got to dig through it and and it's dark yeah. and it's twisted and it's all these things. There wasn't as much wiener in this as I remember. No, it's less wean. It's less wean than you think. <laughs> it must have been the, yeah, it must have been the edit. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I don't even think it's the edit. I think it's the <clears throat> I saw it in a giant theater theater with, you know, <laughs> 400 people and I think we all were just like, "Whoa, big blue Whoa, animated big wiener." Blue ween. And in my yeah. head there was a scene in the theater where it was like a big close up of the ween. There wasn't. Yeah. Really. There wasn't. I'm oh, not, really? Not, oh, I don't ever remember that. But, I don't think I think I do. I remember it was like early on. It was like almost the first introduction of him at the theater that I remember seeing, you know, like they just put it right in your face. Well, that's what and I thought I, they were going to do when he was I, giant. And I went, "Uh oh, this is that part no, I yeah, remember. It, and they didn't they kind of cut it off. Yeah, they didn't no, really show it. I feel like it was going to be uh, or if I if I remembered it, it was the only time I remember seeing it in the theaters was when he's um, multitasking. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Mal- yeah. Ackerman. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I found <laughs> multitasking nice. That's a perfect way to say that. But I really, really so there, there, are, there are parts of it. Again, Brian's right. If you don't have the context of the book, I think it's way less effective. But when you do, uh, treatment on certain characters really stands out as awesome. I think Doctor Manhattan is incredibly well realized, and right, it's everything That's- I wanted out of that character. I love more than the comic, even because in the comic he's just kind of sterile to me. 
Yeah. In yeah. this, you get the real emotions surrounding him, his lack of emotions and understanding, uh, him narrating his time through what his experience was and how he's detaching himself from human reality and and his brain so, is way more. And than I'd the argue that that out of all the characters, Doctor Manhattan is the only one that gets really that that motivation and character level fleshed out. I feel like oh, yeah. Night Owl is a guy in a suit. A guy in and, a suit. And, and so is Ozymandias. And and that's the yeah. thing. Like mm-hmm. this the movie is making a statement here about uh superheroes that the book definitely makes, but doesn't make to this degree. Mm. You know, like where where I I I don't know how you read how you read this one scene where Night Owl tries to have sex with uh Silk Spectre 2. Right, and but he's. I, I but think he's been, he can't get it up. I think that's what yeah, we're being told. Be, be, yeah, because I think you finish it. I think you just finish it. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a, a relatable idea, right? He's supposed yeah, to be but, going through like a midlife the, crisis and has no the, confidence. But the movie is overstating that these are just you know guys in suits, whereas like uh, Doctor Manhattan, like you say, is so fully realized. He's such a he's such a a, a, a character, a complete character, where with a lot of the other characters, I feel like, oh, anybody could have done that. You know, like, it, it, that, yeah. that's just that's just an any man right there. And, like, Billy Crudup, by the way, was having a moment during this decade uh, that this movie was made. Like, I like him a lot. He was in Almost Famous, and he was in The Passion of the Christ, and he was in, not The Passion of the Christ. Um, uh, sorry, that's uh, the other guy that's just like him. Yeah, Caviezel. <laughs> Jim Caviezel. Sorry, yeah, Jim Caviezel. Caviezel. Yeah, yeah. But, but, like, Billy Crudup was having a moment, and... I find it fascinating that he is not really seen in this film. There's one scene mm-hmm. of of him before he changes into Dr. Manhattan. And you get to actually see him. And it's like, well, it's I, I don't know. Scenes, I, I felt yeah. like he was just had a fantastic job of acting. Oh, like, he's, he's the best he's, actor in the film. He's for me. easily the best thing in it. In it. And it's just yeah. so well handled and subtle and, and quiet and, just I love the portrayal, but I would also say that I think Rorschach was done really well. I think everything about yeah. Rorschach nailed it. I think that mm-hmm. uh, okay. yeah. what's his name who plays him was incredible. Jackie, for the, Jackie Haley. Haley, Jackie yeah. Lee Haley, or whatever it is, the guy from uh, I, my only memory of him before this was uh, uh, Bad News Bears because he's one of the kids. <laughs> for me, right, it was right. uh, the bicycle movie. Um, uh, oh shoot, which I can't remember the name of. Cutters, uh, breaking away. Oh, breaking! He wasn't breaking away. He was probably he was what, like away, yeah. seventeen in that or something. Man, yeah. I, they did a fantastic job just all around, just convincing me that he was he was capable of doing these crazy things. He's kind of a smaller fella, but yeah, yeah. they absolutely yeah, convinced is, me. Yeah, that he was so like, like when when it, when he finally gets unmasked, and I'm like, oh, it's poor man's David Caruso. I, I that was such a letdown, and then. <laughs> And then when that guy starts acting without the mask on, I'm like, oh, okay, wow, way better than David Caruso. Yeah. Hey, for some, hold on, quick second, one second. But yeah, Jackie, okay, Jackie, uh, Jackie, Earl, Jackie Earl Earl Haley, Haley. Yeah. yeah, amazing. But he, me. like the the Rorschach character in the comic, obviously is this is in some ways the conscience of the comic. But then things take a turn, and and you realize that Rorschach, for all his his like hero duty and and the things you know he's he's a hard boiled detective who's actually getting yeah. to the bottom of things and putting bad people in jail <clears throat> and spent a long time doing that now we're in this phase where nobody knows who they really are and he's looked at as a criminal or whatever you get the mask off and you go dude you're kind of insane you're just kind of insane mm-hmm. and it's so ah, he's so good at it when, he, when every time he yells and I want my face back and he's just spitting everywhere and 
He's had all these horrible life experiences and his flashbacks were cool. Like he's awesome. And probably in my mind, I thought that year should have won like a, I would have given him a, like a best supporting actor. Yeah. Nod or there's, something. there's a lot of gore in this film, like mm-hmm. a lot. I, I was, I wasn't prepared <laughs> for how gory it is. And even are you talking about the splotings? Mm. Just everything, like yeah, I, I mean, the, yeah, the splittings and bones, and like yeah. Zach Zach Snyder sacrifices a lot of time for story to give you action sequences that, uh, honestly, it's a little uh, protracted. I I could have I could have done with less action and a little more explanation. I loved I loved but, every minute of it. But um, when like when uh, Rorschach is in his jail cell. And he's uh, obsessively murdering someone by the hands, and then they're getting their uh, arms chopped off with a chop saw and whatnot. Like, look at him, and he's actually like he's actually doing a good job of acting. It's really yeah. remarkable, mm-hmm, like because mm-hmm. he doesn't just like give it all over to the action. Oh, this is just action. I don't have to. Yeah. I don't. I don't have to do anything. Like, I really felt like he was that character. Yeah, the prison stuff's amazing. That little, uh, little mm-hmm. tiny guy, big figure. Love his name. Right. Um, he's. Uh, yeah. He's. Um, Seinfeld. He's Sein- Yeah, he's the Kramer's Seinfeld friend. Kramer friend. Yeah, I love that. He yeah. was great in that. Like, I love the. I love just them touching or brushing on these super villains. Uh, mm-hmm. Like him and the Moloch. Matt Frewer character, yeah, yes, and yeah. The, and, and and doing it so lightly that I my brain gets to fill in the rest. In their heyday, what were they doing? Like right, and and again, Moloch I think is developed as a character better than Night Owl or Silk Spectre Two. I mean, Silk Spectre Two's only motivation is um, finding out that her her. Um, mother was raped or attempted rape right. finding out that you know seeing the 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 fighting going on but there's nothing else even around the whole dr manhattan uh and and night owl love situation there's really no depth there, in her like like right i but I, I think i think uh, but i think that was the point we don't they didn't need to be deep because they represented humanity right that that's what I they know i want to care more about there. these characters in the movie and i care about them in the comic more than I. there's nothing i would say oh they should have cut this to make the movie shorter they really just should have made it a couple movies like Part a kill two. bill yeah, situation yeah. right where yeah. you film them both at the same time you release them six months apart back to the future two and three kill bill um, that sort of thing. That's why I'm really excited about the the Lindelof because um, even it, no, yeah, dude. Oh my gosh, that's the thing we got to talk about. How what do they do there? Like it, now that they've got long form, do they mm-hmm. go? Do they? They're not going to tell the comic book story. I assume they're going to go and just tell stories of this this complex bunch of weirdos in in their heyday or something. I assume it can't. I don't know. Can't just I don't be know. I think sti- they could do they could do the comic story, but they could really just slow burn it and have the first several episodes be the Minuteman and the, the formation and, and then the keen act. And um, I don't think we need, I don't think we need this particular story, this, and, and for, again, if you've, if you've never read or watched this, you need to, uh, mm-hmm. it, there's a, there's a lot to, you know, to absorb, but the, you know, the big spoiler of it all is kind of a letdown. I'm sorry. It's not a very complicated idea. That you have to kill a bunch of people to cause peace and to avert war. Yeah. It's like right. that, that. That's. I'm sorry. That just lets me down every every time I think about it. I'm just like, oh, it's too bad there wasn't something more uh, interesting at the end of all. this. You wanted but, more out of the world's smartest man, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But but 
you don't need that at all in an HBO series. You don't. That does not have to be present at all. Mm-hmm. You can tell stories. You can serialize it, or you can have a huge ten episode story arc, right? Like, uh, you know, like something like Stranger Things goes. You know what I mean? There's just really one story over ten episodes. Mm-hmm. That that's that would be great. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but we're gonna hang a lot of our hopes on who they cast in these roles, and we've heard about some casting already, and there's already some. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the only the only confirmed casting. I mean, we know who's gonna be in it: Regina King, Don, Don Johnson, who I'm sure is gonna be like uh night owl one or or um right right uh i can't remember who would it be it would have to be hollis in the current day though i would think it would be hollis in the current day but the only one that's totally confirmed is jeremy irons is going to be ozymandias which which i like i I really like oh no he's perfect but he's he's old as shit he's old right yeah like please please don't let don johnson be comedian please well the the reason i'm asking is Mm. that I'm not saying being old is a problem. I'm saying that that gives me that makes me wonder when when they're setting this in. Like, yeah, right. Is Ozymandias like that guy? Uh, here's the the problem with him in the movie, in my opinion, and the book does so much better. Uh, and it, and it's and, and by the way, I think it's the most egregious example of it. I think uh, Night Owl and Silk Spectre Two and all these other people were way more fleshed out than even he was because he shows up for a little bit, lets you know that he's Mister Brainiac and has a lot of money, and then you get no anything from him until they get up to the pole and and follow all this through and then suddenly he's monologuing then suddenly he's the big maniacal idea of killing everybody for peace and blah 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 so yeah you don't get a chance to like him or hate him before you find out he's been orchestrating all this and you're supposed to i just want to say you're supposed to like and hate everybody like that's the thing you're supposed to find the two sides of every coin in this story and for example with even with comedian who is not likable he he pushes through. Negan is like he has this thing where you can't help but kind of sort of understand. Mm-hmm. You know, like you kind of get it. Yeah, he's, he plays yes. he plays that role a pretty good bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, but you you the movie takes you for a ride where you get a little bit of sympathy for comedian. And yeah. it's like the you know, you have to do that and with Ozymandias they didn't at all. Right. Yeah, I mean, where'd you get that cat from, man? Where'd you get that Sphinx? <laughs> yeah, I want to know more about the cat. The cat was in the <laughs> was in the comic, and I guess the comic didn't really explain right. it either. But um, I love it as a visual. It's like a really weird looking yeah. freaking cat. But I like the idea that yeah. we're just gonna we're just gonna plop this in here, and we're not gonna explain it all. Yeah. It's just like, hey, yeah. here's your, here's your cat. That poor thing got the raw end of that deal. And also, I, I assume Doctor Manhattan now has a little bit of cat in him. Because they both got zapped in the whole chamber, <laughs> or somewhere there's a giant blue naked cat walking around. I don't know, but but there there is uh yeah that there that some some of that stuff's a problem. But this is again why I really support the idea of the comic first in this case because you can you will see it and go oh yeah they didn't really have the time or the whatever to figure out Ozymandias's full story story arc, uh, and you can say that with some authority because you've read the comic and you know. And you can right. and you can kind of forgive it like it. I that's how I this movie. I feel that way about. Um, I know Ibit last night. You said something very interesting to me. You said I've seen it like three times, and you think you might like it less each time. Do I've want, liked it less each time. Do you want to do you want to yeah. expa- expand on that? Do you think that's because of what hero movies are today? Do like I what think do you think so. that is? Yeah, and I think it feels. Um, uh, it feels like it's overwrought. It's it's. Uh, I mean, it should be a heavy film. There are a lot of heavy. Uh, 
things being covered in it. Nowhere have we had a, you know, talk of rape in any MCU film. No. Um, and it's just such a heavy topic to bring up. And, and, uh, I hate that scene too. It just makes me want oh, to. Oh, yeah. And, it's and, harsh. Yeah. It is harsh. I mean, it's not uh, even I mean, a rape hit, scene. It's like there's no rape. It's the hitting it, her and the. <clears throat> yeah, it's just the idea it's a, it's of a, all a, of that. It's definitely the assaults. There's, it's there's going all Negan on her. Yeah, it's going <laughs> yeah, full yeah. Negan, and it's and it's really uncomfortable and terrible, and 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 rightly so. Like it's meant to. It is meant to leave that scar on you for your film for your watching of this movie. Um, I would. I really hate to be people who have experienced that kind of assault in real life who had to sit through that scene because I think the scene is mm. ridiculously authentic. And feels yeah. really ugh, like my gosh, and it's juxtaposed against this late fifties era uh, superhero mo- montage motif, where everybody looks like they're from the fifties, and so it's kind of discordant right. as well. Like, ah, it's just really, really I'm going really, away part or something. Yeah. But I think it is. I think it is the fact that you know, first time I saw it midnight, the night it opened, went and saw it at the uh, the big screen theater down south. Um, really enjoyed it. Got it on Blu-ray as soon as it came out. Watched it again. I'm like, all right, yeah. And and, and did see the extended non-theatrical version when I watched it on Blu-ray. And I like the additional stuff. I'm trying to remember what the additional stuff is because now I'm more familiar with the the Blu-ray film as opposed to the theatrical cut. Mm. Right. And so much has happened between then and now with character development in other movies, not just MCU, but um, Deadpool and... Uh, um, Spider-Man and, and stuff like that, where you get a lot more, a lot more character in your comic characters, a lot more See, 3D I, in your 2D characters. Well, like Logan's a good example, right? Like Logan. Oh, Logan's good. a great example. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where, and where, that's a, yeah. that's a very good comparative because this is this this uh, neo noir kind of film, and to me, I don't need as rich developed characters. I need mood in my noir. Mm-hmm. Well, and and, uh, and I, I think like that. I think that the mood is actually what tells the story of why these things are declining. There's a time frame where people like Zack Snyder are making movies like 300. And I think the farther away we get from that time frame, the more we're going to rewatch it and go, oh, wow, why is boy movie yelling at me? Mm, You know? mm Mm-hmm. And it's it just that frame. And I'll bet you that we could name a bunch of other films that are in that, that time period that were made by people like him. And they don't oh, have... like him. What's that supposed to mean? With guys <laughs> named Snyder? I, th- I think what yeah. it means is like if, if Zack Snyder had gone on from these films and just kept um, getting better and, and you know, it, critically anyway, just continuing on an upward, upward slope, we would have perhaps a different vision of him. But but these days it's just like, ugh. I mean, the fact that he's doing this Netflix deal with a bunch of new zombie stuff is very exciting to me because that brings him back to his... His roots, his early filmmaking, his sort of post uh, music video career, and then on to film. Like I want to mm-hmm. see what that is. So I'm actually really excited about a chance for Zack Snyder to show right. what he can you know, do. Always, and it's a reset I, a little bit. I don't know. As, as years as the years have gone by, I worry anytime I I watch films made by directors or acted in by actors who seem to be over the top. Or uh, especially when it comes to being graphical. And I was worried just for a minute. I'm like, am I supposed to be looking out for Zack Snyder? Is he liking any controversy going on right now? And I searched it and he's he seems to be okay. I don't see. Yeah, he's all right. He, the only downside the accusations yet. He had one and of so his like, uh, good. his daughter or son. Good. I can't remember which committed suicide. So there was a big mess yeah. there. And so he he's, he's been dealing with that, which makes, you know, that's obviously very sad. Um, 
But, you know, this was, I'm going to side with Dunaway on this. I want the tone of this to be right. And that's where I think he succeeded. There's a, there's the exchange toward the end between Manhattan and Rorschach. Uh, I, there's still nothing quite like it in a movie memory for me. Like, and I don't even mean the bloody ending. I just mean this, this, this place where Rorschach is now at, it's the last stand compromises. He still can't compromise. Like all of that stuff really resonates. Right. You're just going to have to kill me or I'm going public with all. Yeah. Or else I'm out of here. And And he did it anyway. And Manhattan's looking, there's a look he's giving him of like sad kind of tilted head. Like, this is about the maximum feelings I can have right now. And it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And Jack Earl Haley he's, ripping he's that mask screaming. off and yelling yeah. and spitting as he yells. And it's just it's a, such a, yeah. I mean, there's such a, a calm on one side and such a, a fury on the other in Manhattan just has to squash yeah. that, that energy. And, and you know, uh, the, the Avengers just, and the, and the justice league and, uh, you know, other super teams that all of this is sort of, uh, satiring and you know and ripping apart or whatever you never get this like this no this Batman depth has of, never been this angry no mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. oh right. speaking of which did you guys see I don't know if anyone saw this I mean I confirmed it in the trivia but I noticed it there's a little um reference at the beginning during the slow montage opening with uh, Bob Dylan singing where the owl uh the dad the owl uh, night owl one mm-hmm. <laughs> uh is stopping a dude with a gun the gun's kind of firing in the air oh yeah that's yeah. supposed to be the dude uh who uh, according to everything i read and there's a little poster behind it, it seems to confirm it is he's the, he stops uh the parents of bruce wayne that, from getting shot man, right oh really okay so, so in their alternate timeline yeah. from the rest of the so DC in their universe, alternate so. time timeline bruce wayne just grows up like a normal rich kid and doesn't ever do anything there's no batman i love that kind of stuff that's yeah. a clever. Okay, I really like I that. So, yeah. what? There's a movie poster for the the play that. Uh, yeah, something the like that. Seeing that night exactly, mm-hmm. and so it's just this fun little throwaway nod. You know, like no one's gonna notice that, but I remember seeing it during this watching. Didn't see it in theaters or the other time I saw this, and this time I kind of I saw that. I'm like, wait a minute, why is that familiar? And I started looking around, and the trivia says it was, it was indeed huh. intentional. But oh yeah, look at that! So wow, the, that's cool. Isn't that cool? So like the the big trope of the film, like the 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 film like has a trope that it it means to uh, use from beginning to end is called uh, genre deconstruction mm. right mm-hmm. and it's it's about uh you know it's about inverting everything that you think of as a comic book movie and a comic book hero or villain and it's about subverting all of these other tropes and so on and that's great and everything except I'm sorry, but when I see that there's Batman posters on the wall behind some of them, I'm like, okay, then how do you how do you put these together? Like, I I'm sorry, like I I want to go with you on what you just said about that the original uh, Watchmen stopped Batman's parents killer, but then I see Batman over here, like in the very next shot, there's mm. a, the word Batman is on the wall. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know, I, I I don't know. It's like this movie constantly wants to have it have its cake and eat it too. There is a little bit of that. The comic never really does this. Um, the comic just assumes the universe. I mean, you know, while this was a, a, a published under, you know, DC or yeah, this was Vertigo or whatever. This it was. was all these. Yeah, th- this was like a collection of characters that they had purchased from other comic series that was to make, yeah. make a team so they could do this right. thing. But like in the movie, Ozymandias, and and again, this is genre deconstruction. 
Ozymandias is wearing an outfit that was designed to look like the outfits from Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. Right. And like the bat nipple, that is the bat nipple costumes. Right. The rubber, mm-hmm. yeah. that, like mm-hmm. that you're supposed to be getting a trope subversion there. Mm-hmm. And that, that's just not in the comic. Mm-hmm. And it, and there's a, a good reason why it's not in the comic. It doesn't, that sort of thing doesn't help. The story. Well, the man, the it Ozymandias my stuff, away I, from the movie. I agree with you, the Ozymandias stuff, but I would say in the case of night owl, he is clearly our, he, he is a weird combination of Superman and Batman. He's Batman right. in, in the, the look. Yeah. You know, he's rich. He's got this crazy bunch of tech. There's the Batman part. Got that rad. Oh, the Artemis is so cool. I freaking want to make one. Um, oh, the Archimedes? So cool. <laughs> or, yeah, not Artemis, Archimedes. Yeah. Um, but I want I want to uh, also point out that he's also got the most Superman Boy Scout quality to him. He's very right. like, yeah. we've got to get in here and save everybody. What are we doing here? They, like, they specifically cast Patrick Wilson because he looked like he could have played Superman. Like, yeah. Yes. Plus, he gains Absolutely. some weight for this, which is important to the comic. The comic, he's, you know, they make a point that he's a little bit fat and has gotten soft over the years. And since they sort of disbanded and stopped being heroes. But but my point, my you get my point, right? That yeah, the yeah. comic is fine. It tells all of these stories if fine. And then I feel like Zack Snyder came along and was like, hmm, I could also reference Batman and Robin. And I could, no, Zack Snyder, you mm. don't need to do that. No, that's well. that's not genre. That, that, that's not like making a movie. That's genre deconstruction. I kind of like it. I'm, I kind of like it. From a comics perspective, they had that whole run here recently where um, the Watchmen are all tied up in stuff in the DC universe. Like there's a. Uh, Batman crossover stuff with right. yeah. they're kind of the Guardians of the Galaxy of the DC a little land. a little bit and I kind of like it like I I, I think yeah. it's been written really well now the viewing public's not going to know that and also that wasn't true in 09 or whenever this movie came out there wasn't a is that right is this 09 yeah, yeah. 09. 09. yeah. it's a hell of a year for movies like this kinds of right. movies like this like Avatar and this and that that uh, Terminator movie we saw, and we're seeing a lot of 09 movies lately. Uh, District Nine, like all it's that because stuff. Because it's ten is ten years later. That's what we did. <laughs> I guess so. But uh, and I love that year. Zombie Land came out that year. Yeah, it was a good year. Oh nine, may I don't know. We'd have to do the math, but it's a pretty strong modern era year for popcorn movies. Maybe not for uh-huh. really serious fare, but anyway. Uh, uh my uh, what was I going to say about that? Oh. I don't have a problem with it. I think people do that sneaky little fan servicey crap in movies all the time. Um, like yeah. Marvel movies are full of those things. It's, sure. I don't. I, I think it's okay. Uh, I, yes, Marvel movies are full of it. I'm saying this film is supposed to like is supposed to be struggling to get just enough of the book in place to make a coherent story in less than ten hours, and it, it spends time doing these other things. Yeah, that, but it didn't you know really I mean? spend like, any time. Just, like it that, just was a tiny glance during the credit sequence. I wouldn't call that spending it, it, time. It takes my attention away from the film, and like I I, I disliked it for that. It, okay, well, it I can see that. that. I can totally see that. Uh, it is uh, Zack Snyder's third theatrical film. Just to give you some, uh, what do you call it? Some uh, context. Context. Thank you. Uh, the first being so the Dawn of, Dawn of Dead remake, then 300. Oh, Dawn of the Dead, right. Yeah. Which we really need to see. It's great. I love it. Um, we need to get that on the show eventually at some point. It keeps coming in and out of streaming all the time, but it's never there very long. But anyway, <clears throat> then, and, and it's it must be weird for him to have these three movies in a row, which generally speaking are critically acclaimed and fans like and this is rated okay across you know where you see movies being rated 300 was it was a 300 <laughs> Will you was go to hit. find your ratings but the, <laughs> but the, then but the, then end up you know having and i know dunaway likes it but sucker punch be your next thing Whew. 
What a st- uh, stink bomb. Don't, don't, don't skip the owls, man. The owls, you need to, you need to mention. He came, oh, he came out of Watchmen that. and yeah. made a movie about owls. Yeah, oh, the animated was it the go- one. Gooly, gooly, uh, was it the... It was Goonie Goo Goo. <laughs> What what the f does that mean, Goonie Goo Goo? <laughs> Hold on, here it is. After this movie, he made an animated film called Legend of the Guardians: there it The is. Owls of Gahul. Yeah, there is it good. is. Go, go, oh, Owls of Gahul. Yeah, Tony Twenty Ten. I totally forgot about that. You're right. I think he owed someone like a blood debt. I don't understand how <laughs> that happened, but yeah, there it is. He did uh, Morrissey's Tomorrow. A music video that's kind of cool yeah. oh yeah like way back in the day like 30 years ago well 90 i like when directors get their start doing music videos there's a lot uh, of them. You? yeah there's, yeah, a, lot there's of them. A, a russ mulcahy no relation to the father on mash uh russ mulcahy <laughs> like was this amazing video director like hungry like the wolf was one of his he did all these these iconic music videos and then get all excited to see his first directorial debut and it's uh I think the long kiss good night mm-hmm. with Sam Jackson and uh, um, Gina Davis. Yeah, it's like oh no, my darn, favorite okay. of my favorite example of that is David Fincher. That dude was uh, oh David Fincher, great example, prolific yeah. video director for years and years and years. Did everybody from Rick Springfield on way back in the eighties. Let's see what do you do? Celebrate youth, Bob till you drop songs. I don't even know the motels. Um, mm. All the way up to more modern stuff, all the Steve Winwood stuff, Paul Abdul, straight up now, Tam and you want to marry that song? Uh, Madonna did Madonna videos and uh, Aerosmith, everybody. Yeah. And then suddenly he goes, Oh, and what if I was one of the greatest filmmakers of our generation? <laughs> there he is. That's <laughs> right. Uh, generally, though, you get Michael Bay, you get Spike Jones, you get McGee. Like, you, these are. These are not, uh, you know, Academy Award winning uh, directors, right? Eh, I mean, I mean, they're impactful, even if they're not like uh, as much as we give a hard time to uh, Transformers guy, Michael Bay. That's his lineage as well. Um, I mean, they're probably we'd have to go dig all this up, but I'll bet there's some really good examples in there. I mean, maybe maybe Fincher's the maybe he's the rare offshoot. I I don't know. uh, One of them, one of them that got started with music videos is Antoine Fuqua, mm. he's a Love he's a movies. pretty good director. All all things considered, yeah. You want to you want to see a good movie? You can watch that Replacement Killers. There, that's a good movie. We saw that oh, here. Didn't we? Oh great. yeah, okay. So I was mistaken. Ricochet is the one uh, Russell Mulcahy did, but he did Highlander and Highlander Two before that. So he did he did hey, start out pretty well. You can't argue with that. I just and he's think, the dude who did the very first. But video I don't understand if there can only be one. How can there be a Highlander two? I never <laughs> that understood a, that. That is a very good question and yeah. one that I think we need to answer on a future film set yeah. by watching that that <laughs> shitty shitty movie. We really should. There should have only been one. How that, about that? That first yes. one's great. That second yes. one. Whew. The question that precedes all great film sacks. How bad could it be? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. I don't think you guys are going to ask that ever again after Space Hunter. No. <laughs> uh, I will say this. The trivia, on this thing was, this, the trivia on this thing was like out of control, but I found a few that I thought were interesting. Uh, they're just a miles of it. So if you want to go like IMDb and just dig through it, people listening, you'll, you'll enjoy yourselves. But uh, for example, all of the U.S. flags in the film have 51 stars. Because yes, it, because... North Vietnam, right? Yep, Vietnam became the 50, 51st state after we won the Vietnam War yeah, it was, it was by having a Manhattan run around just vaporizing <laughs> people, just, just exploding them all. Yeah, yeah, with his dead face and his this thing. What a what a thing that would be, though. Just imagine. Yeah. Right? 
I will always wonder why the conflict, there's any conflict, you know, like, how could he not be talked into just solving all the problems, you know, like that, the, the, the book goes to pretty great lengths to make him aloof. And I get it. Like, that's the answer. But it just makes me sad because like, I want to see the movie based on the book where Dr. Manhattan just goes around and solves all the problems in the world. And then we don't have problems. Yeah. If he'd have kept his, his humanity that was there in the beginning that slowly dissipated, the world would probably be problem free, or at least it would, it would feel problem free. It's just that he, right. he's bored. This, these it are did slowly dissipate, but we just, we just weren't privy to it. Right. Because right. It, it happened over time. He's just, he's just bored. He's like, this isn't cool anymore. I'm like, my brain right. isn't a cosmic I like, thing. I like my red planet more than I like your little blue planet. Yeah. I'm making a big crystalline freaking, yeah, that was this like the most fragile thing in the universe, apparently. Or that <laughs> Spectre is the most she's tough, strongest dude. of everybody. What's her? What okay. would we say her equivalent is? We give her like a like what Black Widow status? Oh sorta? yeah, Black Widow, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. right. yeah. it's all karate and kicking and punching and stuff. Yeah. As far as powers go, yeah. yeah. You know some karate? Yeah. <laughs> like none. Of, neither of them had anything supernatural going on. I always love that the comic and the movie. They don't ever really explain Rorschach's mask. And they don't need to because it's just such badass whatever it is. Like it's fun. just moving around and ink going left and right and just a great effect. Yeah, it wasn't in, it wasn't until this time that I watched it. I don't know if I realized it prior or if I just never noticed it, but I'm like, Oh, he's a shape in the snow. I'm supposed to be trying to pick up something here, right? After mm-hmm. he yeah, exploded. Yeah, he's a, exactly and a like, shock shape. Yeah. Yeah. So what do I feel at that point? I don't know. <laughs> it looks like a bunch of flowers. Or, yeah. Uh... Right. <laughs> I mean, in snow, is there a worse place to explode a human body than this freaking white snow? That's oh why. That's the, everything. Everything yes, was set up on the ceiling where where bones and things are <laughs> right. dangling down from the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a it was a really smart thing on Moore's part, because I'm assuming I, I assume that's I can't remember the comic as well as I'd like to. And I can't remember if people exploded in that way. Or that fashion, or if this was a Zack Snyder. There was Snyder some good thing. bloody stuff in there. I think there but, may have I mean, been a Rorschach but, stain. But deciding, right, deciding to make Manhattan's murdering to be in that style, in that form and fashion, is uh, it, it eventually led to a satisfactory end. Yeah. Which was to see Rorschach as a shape. Yeah. My my was, first thought was, how does someone split like that? And then I went, oh no no right. no, this is a shape. I'm yeah. supposed to okay. I'm supposed to see this, and I'm not supposed to know what the shape is. I'm supposed to interpret it myself, like. There's a little bit of genius right. in there, and I and again, yeah. I think the comic probably informed all of that. But yeah, um, I could have I could have uh, liked the mask to not shift around so rapidly. I needed it to stay in a shape long enough for me to go, "Oh, that looks like an owl. Oh, that looks like a clown." <laughs> really? And yeah, you and the mask is dis- you didn't want to be distracted, but man, that'd be a distraction. Yeah. yeah, but the mask is moving, 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 and I'm just like, oh, it just looks like a bunch of swirls, like. You just want it to. We want the mask to knock it off every now and then. I I don't know. I want Deadpool to come along in this movie and comment on everybody's everything. That's what I want, I, dude. I'd take that in any movie. Just let him walk around yeah, and do that. Right. But he. But he. Uh, the thing I liked about that mask was that uh, it seemed like it was only moving fast, like you're describing when he was super pissed. And the thing is, he was super mm-hmm. pissed a lot. So if he wasn't so mad all the time, it probably would have slowed down. But it feels like when there was quieter times and he's just investigating something, it would more slowly churn and then when you get really mad it would go just like rushing around his face and i just thought that was a really cool way to interpret that because in the comic it was just every every panel it was just right in a different place because it's not animated right because right. you can't animate it so so 
right. we all assumed. I, I don't know. I remember when I read the comic, I remember just thinking it was mysterious and weird. Ooh, it's always in a different place. How weird. And this right. was it's like one of those things where you look at it and then you look away and you look back and it's a different pattern, but you're not actually seeing it move. Kind right. Of thing right. And I think yeah. they handled that pretty well and it worked for me. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't figure out as a, as, a, as a person who likes logos and designing logos, I couldn't decide if I liked his little signature logo thing going on. <laughs> Mm. Right, lowercase r i get the lowercase r and the right. dots yeah it, it's, it's, well, it's okay. no fedex but it's it's okay you know. <laughs> i like that he's just a, at the end of the day he's just this dirty smelly wackadoo yeah right. who's eating beans out of a can eating beans out of a can yeah. and they're just fine or whatever he says and then he's out in the cold it's just fine and then he's like uh you know everything's just fine for him they rip his mask off and everybody's like oh he stinks i'm like yeah because he yeah, doesn't too. shower he just lives in that coat uh, he's two, just two a, cans of beans. He's but his a, gloves are spotless. Yeah, yeah, yeah they kind of are. But he's just so. Ah, no, I think at one point he says, "In my spotless gloves." <laughs> just one. I think in comics, he's got to be one of the greatest comic book characters ever made. Like, if there's a list, I'm sure yeah. there's a list. He's got to be on it. He's so good. And movie or not, like that, just Rorschach as a as a as a concept is just such a neat. A neat thing. Freaking Alan Moore. I wish he wasn't such a pisser. I wish somebody could just sit down and talk to him more. Like get some better, get some good interviews. Forget about the movies, Alan. Just tell it. Let's just talk about your creations. I want to hear more. And instead he's like, no, I'm growing this beard and I'm not leaving this cave. <laughs> I'm a hermit. I'm, I'm a hermit I'm, now. I'm down with it. Let him be him. Let yeah, him be more. I know. So angry. Uh, so here's some other funny one or fun ones here. Uh, we talked about that Batman Flutteramus poster uh, in the alley. But anyway, uh, Jackie Earl Haley was the only one of the main actors who was already familiar with the comic book. He was a big fan previous to this, and he actively campaigned for the part of Rorschach. I think that was brilliant. It's brilliant. Brilliant yeah. casting and lucky that he was pushing for it and all that stuff. I, I think he should be in more cool things, and he, maybe he is, and I'm just missing them. Um, but I like that something about that dude. Just looking at him, he gives you the hey, uh, I I found out that... Uh, Two of my cousins went to high school with Jackie Earl Haley oh, no in way. Northridge, California. That's cool. Yeah. He would have been uh, doing some of the Bad News Bears things then. It must have been weird having a friend who was busy making a hit comedy movie series. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of the a lot of the actors in this film are from Canada, and that was that was fun to look for. Like, um, uh, what's his name? The okay, so so there's a quick scene. Where they bust into the bar, uh, what's it called? Something Harry's in, mm. in the book. Anyway, they bust they bust into the bar, and there's a guy there's a guy there who's a heavy that they're gonna interrogate, and you see him, and you're like, oh, it's that guy. I've seen him in a lot of movies. Like for instance, he oh. was the mailroom guy in Elf. Whoa! Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so he's from Kamloops, British Columbia. Hey. The actor. Yeah. Right, and I just like I loved finding those things all over this movie. This movie well, is I, so Vancouver. I, I love the fact that me and Ibit can now add uh, add his character to our Love Boat podcast. We're going to do because uh, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Episode there, so really, he was on Love Boat. Yeah, well, yeah it's like a two parter. It looks like uh, 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 Night Owl Senior is a Canadian as well. Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, uh, we've seen him in a million things. He's that guy's uh, everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm I'm sure that Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh Negan is is now living in Canada. The guy seems to be in every show that's made in Vancouver. <laughs> well, he's in Georgia for 
uh, Walking Dead. Walking Although is that is he done there? I don't know what, what the deal is with uh, Walking Dead. No, right now. he's uh, still could be still could be appearing in that show. Okay, interesting. No, I'm confused. Did you say that who was in Elf? Because that's not who I was thinking. So of. the guy in the mail room in Elf, yeah, who who gives Will Ferrell some booze and then they end yeah, up yeah, laying yeah. on their yeah. backs well, talking about the universe. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. That guy is in this movie in Watchmen. And he is from Kamloops, British Columbia. I don't, I don't remember his name, but I, I know what? that. I know, I know. Malin Ackerman is Canadian. That's, that's another one. Yeah. Uh, one big difference in this and the, the, the comic of all the Watchmen. Well, okay. So in the comic book, nobody drops f bombs. This just doesn't happen. It just never happens. Nobody ever uses the f in the comic. However, mm-hmm. in the movie, everybody's cussing left and right. But of all the Watchmen. Rorschach and Doctor Manhattan are the only two that never do it. Yeah, yeah, and there are two, and there are two primary characters really. I and mean, we, we, spend our, we spend our little love story with, with, uh, with the Owl and 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 Lara, but we really, it's about those two characters. Right? I think. I mean, I think it's about all of them. From their perspective, but, but but you're right. I mean, they're the most important two. They're they're the anchor points, I think, for the movie. And I and the fact that they have this confrontation at the end is is no mistake, and all that. I think it's true in the comic as well, but. The fact that they are also kind of the two, weirdly, they're the most pure of the su- of the superhero motifs. Everybody's kind of containing. They're kind of the purest. Like right. as much as there's good intentions on Night Owl's part, it does kind of feel like a he's in his dad's footsteps, and b he's just sort of there. Like, well, I this is the right thing to do, right? Like, it's never he doesn't have yeah. a real reason. Like Batman had a reason, Superman had reasons. Like, there's right. no reason Motivation for him, so he just is kind of floating yeah. around and. Well, well, I had a lot of money. I decided to make this cool ship and a, co- a bunch of costumes. Yeah, while Manhattan's choices and decisions and thinking affects e- the eternal nature of the universe, and Rorschach is is you know literally no compromises. Like he, if you kill a kid, he'll kill you. Like like he's just yeah, you know one one in a way it's it's a great way to just say superheroes are kind of nuts. They're, yeah, they're yeah, jacked yeah. up, and the ones that aren't jacked up are kind of lame. Like Night Owl's kind of lame, and on purpose, he's I, lame in the comic yeah. too. There's more to it in the comic, and yeah. you care about him more. But he's he's still the point is he's just sort of like, well, you got some cool gadgets and stuff, but you're kind of lame. He's so he's so generic, but I I loved Patrick Wilson in that role. Oh, he's because great. I, I love him. He's he's just so likable. I just no, he's know, great, dude. He Everything up, he's, he's so in, likable. I've never seen a thing I didn't like him in. I think he's awesome. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the the what was the season uh, season two of Fargo? He's fantastic in that. Yeah. yeah. Oh really yeah. Good. Yeah, he's really good. Anyway, I could have done without the old person face they strapped on to people like Carla Gugino. <laughs> oh, that, and hers was I think yeah, one was of bad. the worst. Yeah, yeah like really like bad. silly putty uh, makeup. Yeah, it, it was, looked very much I, like. Uh, <laughs> back to the Future, Mom. There, it looked very much like that. It was not right. Very, yeah. And and the reason is because they didn't put it on people like Max Headroom. Mm-hmm. Max Headroom is is supposed to look like uh, he's of the older generation and he just does. Mm-hmm. But like why why do this thing to Carla Gugino? Why not just give her a little gray hair and be done with it? I don't Instead, know. I'm looking I'm looking at her fake wrinkles like always. Mm. Well, and I think there's also a a subtle like nod to just the hard life that she's kind of lived for herself with the drinking and the mm-hmm. um carousing yeah. or, or and, and the you can you can do that with eye makeup you don't have to do this like 
Old, the silly old stuff. stuff. They were I they were really into the jowls. They like to make the jowls, and they yes. really went nuts with that Nixon uh, lookalike guy. Oh, oh, my every God. one of them. Yeah. Every yeah. one of them. If if there is a real person that needs to be impersonated in this film, they did it wrong. Every <laughs> right. one of them. Uh, I'm going to say. I'm, I'm going to say at this movie. Hold on. I'm going <laughs> to say that the what's who is the Secretary of State? Um, I can never oh remember yeah, that. Henry Kissinger he, was horrible. He looked uh, right. He sounded wrong, but I think he looked Ted, right. Ted Koppel was so bad in this movie. <laughs> I, I, like, really like, I didn't even you... know it was Ted Koppel. I yeah, was like, I didn't either. You... Uh, the the, like, the comic makes it a lot more obvious, but it looked like Tim Blake yeah. Nelson with a bunch of real crap makeup on. I don't think it was Tim Blake <laughs> yeah. Nelson. No, but, uh... it was a guy named Ron Fassler, but it's like you're spending $100 million to make a movie, and you can't go throw 15000 at the the best uh nixon impersonator that you can find like yeah. give me a freaking break he was, was a bad, bad nixon he had a really good fake nose other than that bad nixon not good nixon not the voice <laughs> was wrong nixon. was not great i think the kissinger guy sounded wrong but looked okay everyone else just yeah that stuff was not good and it maybe that was on purpose it was discordant i found it to be kind of ugh, something's wrong with his face and it kind of works for me a little whereas the comic book is very straight up like oh yeah nixon wins three times by the way uh, this movie and Futurama have something in common. They are both convinced that Nixon goes on to be the president again <laughs> right. for a long time. <laughs> Second term and then a third term in this film. Yeah, which is pretty weird. But uh, yeah, my favorite, I just loved Big Figure. We talked about his uh, Kramer's buddy. Uh, Ozymandias losing his accent in the end. He pulled a full like Princess Leia there at the end. Just let that English accent come right back in and forget that he sounded American. It just for makes me sound smarter. I guess. I do like the fact that he's watching uh, Road Warrior on one of those TVs yeah. that he's sitting there. <laughs> oh, yeah, and some and some pretty gnarly pornography oh, on the one porn corner. on the right side. Yeah. Yeah, really? Was, yeah. I was still on the left hand side. I never made it to the right side. I was still looking at the, the cartoons and things on the left. Yeah, oh, yeah, Tweety a, Bird uh, cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. There, everyone says there's a Rambo shot in there, but I never see it. There is. Yeah, Rambo First Blood Part 2, apparently, according to the... Uh, Video and the music video for uh, Robert Palmer's "Addicted to Love." Oh, great! Because if you're going to watch one, that's the one to watch. It's the that's '80s. Right. He's the this smartest man in the world in 1985, right. and yeah, you can. <laughs> I will say this too, and I, I don't think it's that hard to do or whatever. But I felt like any time anybody was out of costume or they were in crowds or whatever, it felt very '85 to me. Like everybody yeah. had the hair and mm-hmm. the the big yeah. dumb glasses that Patrick Wilson wore and all that. Like everybody, right. hey. everybody looked like they fit the part. Yeah, just paint me stupid for a minute because I still don't understand. And I'm trying to remember back to the comic if it, it if they if they teased it any. There's no time travel in this, despite the fact that everything about Doctor Manhattan is about time. Everything surrounding him is about clocks and watches and time. Yeah, but and it's not traveling never, through it. He just and never and never once does he does he just like go. Oh, I can fix this. I'm just going to travel back in time because that's also right. one of my deals. No, I don't think he no, has that no. power. He doesn't, it's, he can't do that. No, no, he, makes, he makes Lori look, you know, see all of time as an instant. Yeah. Um, right. He has, Mars, a, but that's it. Yeah. he has a perception of things that are happening in the past or in the future, but we find out, you know, the big twist is that yeah, perception can be manipulated. Mm. He can be, right. he can be fooled, you know? So even that isn't really time travel. Yeah. He can't go back in time and change anything or go forward in time and whatever. He just sees everything as like a, as like a photograph, you know, you know like right. a single shot. Like a photograph. And that's, and, the, and every and time I do a laugh, I think the whole idea has always been, the human you know the human condition is boring him because they can't see that 
So they're just interested in their moment to moment. In fact, the great the the great shot is when he's narrating his own story and he's at the fair and he wins the stuffed bear mm-hmm. uh, and hands it to the girl. It's like this perfect example of a very human thing. There's these emotions. It's in the moment. You're not thinking about anything but other, ooh, I won, and that elation, and you're handing this thing off. That exchange couldn't be more not Dr. Manhattan in the future. When he becomes Big Blue Wiener Man, he has no... (laughs) That would mean nothing to him. It's just like a... It's just a puff of sand. It's nothing. So that kind of emotional exchange doesn't exist for him anymore. Instead, he sees these broad, huge, you know, visions of what the world and the universe are. And and the rest of us are just down here worried about paychecks and what I'm eating for lunch. And he doesn't care. He's just like, eh, whatever. You guys suck. Like, I just think he's a genius character. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right. Uh uh, clips clips you guys want clips clips, clips. Sure. we should just clips. do clips right. you should at least play 30 <laughs> minutes worth of rorschach groveling <laughs> this whole hrm yeah. thing from the comics He's i'm gone. glad they captured that yeah they did so they kind of did it's a yeah. tricky thing because on the page that works and it's hard to translate but yeah how do you pronounce um <laughs> so i didn't actually cr- i didn't clip a ton i mean there's a fair amount here maybe 10 clips but i think the reason was is i was riveted they, <laughs> i just sat yeah, there and, and, they, and they get kind of wordy there's 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 very few times when it's just like okay i can just clip you know five mm-hmm. seconds here it's more like oh we're in it for a conversation aren't we yeah okay. i found a couple of moments but for the most part yeah and plus i was just really into it i really enjoyed this watching but and i watched it really late and usually i hate that but i really enjoyed myself last night all right here's nixon he's he's kind of bad so here's nixon to the consequences of attacking America outweigh the potential benefits. You don't sound like him. You sound like not, not at all. You sound like no, not. You him. sound like an Englishman trying to sound like Nixon. Yeah. Get Rich Little. Rich Little probably he, he did I such mean, a he, good one. Obviously, he sounded like Richard Nixon these days. He probably looks like in 2009. He probably looked like Richard Nixon. <laughs> yeah. Is he still around? He he's could still, play half the roles. Yeah. yeah he's uh, got a residency at the uh, Tropicana. No, oh, of course he does. In Vegas. By the yeah. way. uh the actor is Robert Wisden. He is from East Sussex. Oh, mm. oh, so British. Wow, getting rid of the British thing to do Reagan or uh, do Nixon. Yeah, uh, they'd save Reagan for Dark Knight for uh, the other. <laughs> well, they talked about Reagan yeah, a little bit. Exactly. Um, all right, here's the other big con. See, there are two comic books that changed the world. I think in the '80s, Watchmen and The Dark Knight. And they, if you if you're listening to me right now and you've not read either of those books. Even if you don't think, well, I don't like comic books, they are transcendent. You should read both of them. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the, Re- the Reagan in that second book in Dark Knight is... I mean, you could just tell these these dudes, both uh, Alan Moore and uh, freaking the other guy who wrote uh, Dark Knight and 300 and all that. I can't oh, even Frank Miller. Frank, Frank Miller. Miller. Those guys were very much doing commentary of the politics of the day and the way he views Reagan is a lot like the way this guy views Nixon. It's just a very, it's a piece of the 80s that I think is is really interesting. So go check it out. All right, here's a, a Making War Obsolete. It doesn't take a political scientist to see that our Cold War with the Russians isn't ideological. It's based upon fear, fear of not having enough. But if we make resources infinite, oh, we make war obsolete. So he went all American early and then later went all British. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Interesting. Yeah. I wish you wouldn't have done that. Uh, I don't know what this is. Good evening, Rorschach. 
Dr. Manhattan. You know why I'm here? Yes. Okay. Welcome. This is my huge penis. Welcome. welcome <laughs> Don't trip over it. Yeah, no, just be careful. They're wacky in the head. Uh, here's some of the comedian. Fireworks. You gotta be kidding me. You know, you think this goddamn country had enough fireworks? You know, if we lost here in Vietnam, I think it might have driven us crazy. You know, as a country. But we didn't. Thanks to you. Yeah, there you go. Little mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dean Morgan mm-hmm. pacing around with a bat with some uh, barbed wire on it. And uh, looking smoking, a, smoking a Nick Fury cigar. Yeah. Yeah. Telling his girlfriend on, uh, on Grey's Anatomy that he loves her and he's going to die soon. <laughs> um, all right. This is uh, Brian's girlfriend at prom <laughs> after she, um, he says we should make out. And she says this. I am not sure if I know what that means. It was a rough night. <laughs> Okay, good. You know, in a movie where we've got the most awkward sex scene ever and uh, a rape scene on a pool table, I'm glad that that's where you went with yeah, that. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I, I, I steered clear of the uh, danger zone there. I would there. never do it to uh, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. No, not a chance. It's the least sexy song ever written. Especially right? the or one by... There are versions of his... performed by him. Yes, yeah. there are versions of that song that aren't him, that are covers that are perfect for your yeah. little sexy scene. But his version... Right. Right. Ah, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard there was a secret chord. Right? It's like having some clean. creepy old hobo whispering <laughs> in your window. <laughs> right, exactly, yes. Really bad. All right, here's some good lines. Hey, it worked for yeah, Rebecca Day Morning. Oh, that's true, it did, didn't it? I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that. All right, here's some more lines. I don't know what these are. You see, at the time, I was misquoted. I never said the Superman exists and he is American. What I said was, God exists. And he's American. Now, if you begin to feel an intense and crushing feeling of religious terror at the concept, don't be alarmed. That indicates only that you are still sane. There's something about all that sequence I loved. Loved Even the dialogue uses too much slow motion in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Ah. a hammer that trope alert. I want to talk about slow motion for a minute. All right, hold on. I want I want it to be known. I freaking love slow motion. I am a fourteen year old that will forever dig it when my superheroes are walking across the street and they're all looking awesome because they're in slow motion. I actually see stuff like that and I'm like, I want I want to be in that. I want some people to follow me around someday when I go to the mall or whatever and get some slow motion shots of me that I can look back on because it's so freaking cool. Zack Snyder takes it one tick too far. Mm. Yeah. He uses uh, slow-mo like JJ Abrams uses lens flare. Like yeah. every when you when you got a shiny new hammer, everything in your life looks like a nail. I think you guys have forgotten about the lord of slow motion, uh, John Woo, and I I don't think <laughs> I don't think <laughs> oh, Zack Snyder's again, quite there, but yeah. I love it. I love John Woo movies. I'm just saying there's a point where I got tired watching Watchmen, and it, like, I need you to hurry up and wrap it up. And we're watching the 85th slow motion sequence. You know, mm, disagree. I think that stuff was used mm, to great effect. I enjoyed it. My yeah. favorite kind of slow mo is the most tropey thing ever, though. It's it's a shot of your main characters walking forward toward the camera, with a yeah. lot of bokeh in the rear, all in slow motion. Uh, take it from Tombstone. Take it from Reservoir Dogs. Take it from any. There's a million movies that do this. 
where your crew is uh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, probably the We're Avengers coming twice. To the scene. Here yeah, we go. I love that. It's the oldest trope in the book, but I love it. Yeah. All the, right. The one thing that I did realize that I am starting to tire of uh, is is superhero posturing, uh, especially when they land someplace and they feel like they have to do strike the pose of uh, of a superhero landing somewhere. I just it, it's starting to get a little bit bothersome for me well let's see how do they do it now like um i'm trying to think uh, iron man lands on his knee one knee fist down yeah and you got mm-hmm. fist, fist down, down you gotta throw Head your down. other arm out in a, at an angle i get it because it's very much inspired from the comics which they do all the time right and dr strange dr strange translocates himself mm-hmm. and when he reappears he's got his arms out as though he's holding two invisible shields and he's right. looking at back over one of his shoulders yeah <laughs> that's like, a really cool I, I style know. though I've, when he pops in he's wearing the suit and he pops into that hallway it's cool yeah, looking but it's cool i'm just saying if you translocated me right now you'd find me in the fetal position wherever i land yeah <laughs> <laughs> you'd be doing what uh what what uh yes, does when she starts Lori. puking in the toilet immediately also yeah. didn't understand why everybody in that place at the at the news conference was accusing him of giving everybody cancer but they all oh, that was they all wouldn't stay. They they're all hanging around him still and getting all close. I'm like, dude, no. If he's giving right. you cancer, get the H out of there. Like he's radiating you know, now. Kind of a chick in the bucket too. What? Where did he send all those people? Did they just end right. up back so, in their homes? So we didn't. Or? Right. Well, we didn't see that in the Netflix version because they just they, his transition is straight to Mars uh, in the yeah. extended edition. I think you you do see he. He blasts oh. everybody else away. And oh, then, yeah, okay. That is an extended yeah. version. Oh. Yeah. So everybody's gone, and then he's, you know, he decides, oh, all right, well, I guess I'm heading out, too. See ya. Right. Yeah, yeah. I should but have I thought it was fine with him just zap himself. So wait, did he kill everybody or take them? No, no. He, sh- he, the, he we don't know. Oh. Yeah, they, they teleport out. You don't see any blood or anything, but you don't know where they ended up. Okay. And it's right. and it's a moment of anger where he's kind of out of control, <laughs> so he could have just, like, Vapor they're all down at, yeah they're all down at the starbucks <laughs> they're, all, they're all in antarctica he's going not, oh. he's not evil yeah uh i liked um i liked that whole scene and uh, the other chick in the bucket i think is the the reporter that was always up his butt constantly where did yeah. he end up oh, yeah. like that was the yeah. last time we saw that guy and he was everywhere that, he was one of the ones that got teleported out. wasn't that wasn't well, that the yeah, yeah. the pseudo ted koppel oh yeah. no the pseudo ted koppel was on tv no yeah. he was no it was the it was the uh it was the it was the guy like uh, who was always following the Hulk around. Okay, yeah, it was that. Yeah. yeah, okay, that was the guy. That's the guy <laughs> that looked like Tim Blake Nelson up. with uh, silly putty on his face. <laughs> right, the guy yeah. that's always following the Hulk around. I love that. Right, yeah, because yeah. 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 it's so true. I love yeah. that. This reporter that apparently has no jurisdiction and doesn't have to like, stay near his home newspaper or his home TV. Uh, I'm just gonna travel the country. Yeah, investigated. I love that. And he didn't like. It's true. He did not like. Uh, David Banner when he was angry. No, no, he, did no, he didn't. Turns out. All right, here's uh, here's something I say every morning. I am tired of Earth. Okay, there's that. I'm tired of Earth. <laughs> <laughs> then you got the uh, this. I'm also this. I'm tired of being caught. Okay, great. I'm tired of being caught. <laughs> Again, another thing I think Manhattan was incredibly well realized here. Uh, a Crudup's a great actor, has all the right everything. The mocap worked really well. All that stuff looked good, even in 09 standards. But also, I think his voice is exactly what the character needed. It's not mm-hmm. this yeah. booming, deep, uh, hello, I'm here to save the universe Superhero kind of thing. voice. Yeah, yeah it's right, just this, no. yeah, so anyway, I'm bored. Meh. Like, that's a great thing. Great yeah. take. I love it. 
That's exactly how I picture it in the comic, by the way. And that's why I think that worked for me. Anyway, here's a, here's a little bit of the politics for you. Wow. Free is just another word for socialist. Oh, geez. All right. Excuse me. Socialist. Oh, and Lee Iacocca taking a bullet right through the eye. That was rough. Oh, that was that? nice. That yeah. was nice. He didn't look like Lee Iacocca at all. but Not even nope. a bit. Yeah. But they called him that. Um, all right. Here's a scream. <laughs> all right. And then that was him getting his hands cut off in prison. So that worked out pretty good for him. Here's another great line. What do you seem to understand? I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Classic. I like that. That is the best line of the film for yeah, sure. It's yeah. really good. And I guess I was I wrong. Have, it, was after, the movie poster. it was after he dumped the hot fryer on the guy, not the. Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> Jeez. What a, oh, bu- what a bummer deal that was. Go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You don't only die from not your even burns. Go. Yeah, exactly. Just scarred and maimed forever yeah well he ended up dying but he not only oh died my. he died slowly and in pain but also probably smelled like old french fries and fish sticks when he died i'm <laughs> <laughs> sure that was boy talk about like the uh the the real straw that broke the camel's back right, oh. right. <laughs> smell like Mrs. Paul's. Yeah. I, was, was it, I was hoping he'd come back as no face, but it just didn't happen. <laughs> wasn't wasn't the whole re, the whole uprising in the prison because was because he died, Cause he right? Died. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, here's uh, a riot. Wait, what's this? Sorry, do that. Okay, final line. You heard it at the top of the show. Here it is. I'm gonna tear this guy a new hole. 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 Sound like a wrestling. I don't understand how the, the movie was chock full of cursing, but we couldn't put the word ass on the word <laughs> hole for some reason. Yeah, it was weird. But uh, there's your movie. That was, that was a great b- bunch of clips there. Hey, how about we play this button right here now? How about this? Why, it's the Film Sack Checklist. Give me high hopes for a TV show. Check. Uh, hallelujah, that sex scene is the art in yeah. the in the owl head is yeah. over finally. Check. And yeah. finally, Mars glass is super breakable. Check. Mm. Uh she said to punch it. Uh let's see. Yeah. I do like how he's just like, no, I'll put a bubble up, we won't die here, and I don't care because I was just screwing around and was right. Like, it was just something I was working on. Yeah, it's no big deal. I was bored. Desk toy. Yeah, it's like a kid drawing in the sand. Big deal. Fidget spin ginormous Mars fidget spinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, kind of a sharp one. Anyway, I, I love how it that's was, like an equivalent to like the. It's almost like poking fun at Superman's Fortress yeah, of Solitude. It was, it was a reference to Superman's Crystal Palace. Yeah, I love that. It's really good. All right, Trek connections. We got some here. Stephen McHattie. Ah, Stephen McHattie. He was Hollis right. Mason in DS9. He played the Romulan Senator Vernak in the episode "In the Pale Moonlight." His, uh, his line "It's a it's a fake" has become a popular quote. <laughs> Uh, Enterprise. He was also, he yeah. was also by the way, uh, Lane Bennis's boyfriend on Seinfeld, the Svenjali. Oh, right. He's oh, one that would really? sit. The manipulative psychiatrist boyfriend. You yeah. go, yeah. Well, tell me, Elaine, why why do you feel this way? And they, they, <laughs> He's a Svenjali. Yeah, and they ended up getting, uh, Kramer came in and like kept making fart noises in the chair and he was talking to him. <laughs> right. It's a great yes. episode. All right. That's awesome. Uh, so we got two Seinfeld connections. Yeah. Lots of, you know what? Let's just start doing Seinfeld connections. Forget the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Daryl. Bye. Goodbye. Uh, Enterprise, he played an alien foreman in the episode The Zindi, and Rob LaBelle, who played Wally Weaver in this. Uh, in Voyager, played a, he played a Talaxian prisoner in the episode Faces. Uh, a couple other small episodes. Could there as be well. a more comic name, too, by the way? Wally, Wally Weaver. Weaver. Oh, well, totally. Yeah. By the way, did, uh, didn't even mention it. 
wouldn't it be great to see more of the hooded justice? Yes. Yes. I yes. to see the, the, that was the character I was most like, oh, I want more of this guy. What's his deal? Yeah. Beating the shit out of the comedian. Yeah. There. Yeah. I'm glad someone did. Uh, Matt Frewer, he was Moloch and TNG played Berlinghoff Rasmussen in the episode of Matter of Time. And then Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who played Edward Blake slash the comedian in Enterprise, played the Zindi reptilian Damron in the episode Carpenter Street. I did not know that uh, Jeffrey yeah. Dean Morgan was ever in Star Trek. That's cool. No, I didn't either. Hmm. Was, he, was he heavily makeuped? Uh, I'm sure yes. if he was reptilian, I assume so, yeah. Hmm. And then finally, Frank Novak. He was Henry Kissinger. And DS9 played an alien businessman in the episode Babel. Businessman. Businessman. Hold on. Because <laughs> DS9 had businessmen all the time coming through the station. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, soundtrack great. I'm going to give it a G-U-O-L for great use of licenses. Those are my mm-hmm, favorite bits. Mm-hmm, Lots of great mm-hmm. 60s and then 80s music. Yeah, and then... Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel at the funeral. And yep. uh, times they are changing in the beginning. Yep. Later on, you got some cool 80s business when he was uh, walking through Ozzy's uh, oh, fortress. Yeah. There oh. was some stuff in the background. Uh, you get uh, 99 Red Balloons by Nina. Really good. Yes. Really good that too. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, all right. Well, that's all well and good, except we need to do the Twitter post. This is where in 280 characters or less, you guys sum this film up. Let's start with Randy. Watchmen. Hours and hours and hours of really good-looking people in costume and out of costume. And this one guy with an absolute unit who just walks around naked the entire time. Saturday Night Epitaph. Yeah! (laughs) Absolute (laughs) unit. I like it. Absolute unit. Also, Brian Dunaway. Watchmen, like gunning down your Vietnamese baby mama in a dive bar while hanging with your blue man group groupie friend. This movie has layers. Hashtag human bean juice. Did you say Vietnamese? Did you say that? Vietnamese. That's how I spelled it, and that's the way I said it. Fine. So deal with it. Yeah, I'm from the American South. That's how we say Viet. Vietman. Human bean juice. Uh, let's move now, finally, to Brian Ibbett. Watchmen, a three-hour movie that would have been 18 minutes long if they showed it in regular motion. (laughs) (laughs) Was it over Uh, already? Oh, yeah. That was fast. Weird. (laughs) Well, all right. Nice job, everybody. Uh, This was just handed to me. That's not the right thing. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. How the hell did it get Good morning, crawlers. Sorry. Here we go. I was just handed this... uh, these alternate titles. I don't know how that happened. That was my thing's glitchy. Um, these are the titles it almost was. First one was almost called My Blue Heaven or wow. or Blues Clues. They just about called it Blues Clues. Blues Clues, clues. sure. Yeah. Clues. He was out, he's out on Mars getting clues. You know, yeah. Ooh, but we just got a letter. We just got a letter. <laughs> Here's my ween. It's always seen. Makes me want to grab ball peen. <laughs> When it comes, I want to scream. At least two of us in this room raised our children during the Blues Clues high point. That's right. Make that three. Okay, good. Because we all know these songs like back of our head. Oh, my gosh. That We Just Got a Letter thing is burned into my skull. Carter loved that show. Oh, my gosh. The only other thing that is burned so indelibly into my mind has got to be uh, Swiper No Swiping. Mm-hmm. Swiper oh, No Swiping. I thought you were going to say... Swiper No those, Swiping. thought you were going to say Barney. Oh, my God. No, Barney no. was Barney would have been Taylor's no. thing for sure. Yeah. But I don't remember like catchphrases and things. It was mostly just like, I love you guys. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. You love me? Yeah. I love you. You love me. <laughs> I'm a shitty 
puppetry. Anyway. Purple. There you go. Um, it, it this costume but, smells like pee. <laughs> this costume smells like pee. You guys ever seen that? Isn't there a video floating around of him freaking out because there's a fire with their air vent thing inside the suit and he's like oh. F-bombing no. and freaking out and scaring <laughs> kids? So oh, I'll have to look for that. Somewhere. Oh, Somewhere. my God. We should do like a live sack of like either a Teletubbies or an episode of... <laughs> I would love party. to do a live sack of Dylan. Yeah. I would do it. How hilarious would that be? I would do it. Bring drinks and things. Like get stuff. For me, uh, for me, I would want to watch Dora the Explorer because I it's just so bad. Yeah. Backpack, backpack. Oh my lord. But I think I think uh, they might would be yeah, it might aggressively uh is that is it streaming? I think it is on Oh Netflix. yeah, you can get any of this stuff now. Like, animated kids crap everywhere. Everywhere. Animated kids crap. <laughs> animated kids crap next on Cartoon on Fox. Network. Um, <laughs> all right, the, we've got an email from a listener. Uh, this person's name is Etienne, I think. Etienne. Etienne. Oh, Etienne? Etienne. Yeah, probably Etienne. Yeah, the, from Montreal. Mm-hmm. says this, hey guys, hear me out. Einstein, Copernicus, Darwin, Dr. Fraser Crane, other smart guys, all plucked <laughs> from history to solve global warming, a dirty dozen angry men of the year 2012. Love the show. You're all a couple of beauties, which is a weird. I like that thing. idea. Make it, make it happen. I think I'll he's watch it. He wants a dirty dozen with all the smart people from history. I just wanted to put one thing out here, That'd though. Be great. Einstein, Copernicus, and Darwin—real people. Doctor Fraser Crane, not—he's not real. <laughs> but he's super smart. Yeah, he's not real. No, but what about? Uh, I mean, didn't we have uh, uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen included, like Frankenstein, at one point or something? Didn't it? Like it was. Uh, oh, it was it? a mix of. I didn't know that. Have you ever, have we ever done that? We need that, to do that movie. Am I confusing to... that and that um, that uh, horror Showtime series where Frankenstein and uh, the picture of Dorian Gray and like all these? Oh, uh, uh, together. Penny Marshall. No, Penny. Penny, Penny, Penny Dreadful. Dreadful. Penny Dreadful. Oh, yeah. Penny Dreadful. <laughs> Penny Marshall. Sure. Now you've got me Penny all. Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, uh, Penny Marshall. Rest in peace. She was awesome. Yeah. Shouldn't have yeah. died. That's dumb. People like her. Oh, by the way, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Alan Moore. Yeah, that's another yeah. Alan Moore book, and that is a, by all accounts, a terrible film. But I've never seen it, and I would like to. What? It's, it's the I last would, thing lo- Connery did. Yeah. Connery says, "I'm out." He did that, and then yeah. said, "I'm leaving." That's it. I'm done. So we should watch it. Let's do it for the show. I want to see it again. I haven't seen it in a while. I would, I would be totally done with that. Uh, if you want to be like Etienne and send your own emails in, you can filmsack at gmail Our next film will be what? Randall Jordan. That would be. Logan's Run. Oh, that's a short oh, movie. Logan's Run. Yes. We're, we're going to watch the Michael Anderson film starring Michael York, R- Richard Jordan, and Farrah Fawcett in the 23rd century. Farrah Fawcett in there for about eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's barely so in it. Don't get your hopes up. Yeah. It's a little like yeah. uh, she's the Steven Seagal in uh, Executive Decision. She's just barely in there. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, oh, I am so excited to watch that. I am too. This oh, yeah, feels like too. an eternity wanting. I think I feel like for ten years now we've been wanting to do this one. So yeah. it's yeah. finally here. I'm watching the Blu-ray too. I'm watching the. I'm watching. Oh, the, you got nice. the Blu-ray? I do. He's the Blu-ray. Oh, everything. even I don't have the Blu-ray. Nerd. Nerd. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the hyper Blu-ray then. <laughs> Isn't there? I'm gonna watch the UHD. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. the? Uh, what's the new? Is Blu-ray? Is four, it 4K? Four, 4K, 4K, 4K UHD. 4K UHD is the is the hottest, which yeah. is funny because I have the 4K version of uh, Watchmen, mm-hmm. and I was pulling it out. I popped it into my PlayStation 4. 
I don't have anything that can play 4K. I don't know why I got yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the reason why I got an Xbox One. Well, you could get a Pro. That would play 4K. You could get a PlayStation. Oh, Pro. no, no. It will not. A Pro will not play the 4K disc. Oh, really? Yes, it will. Yes. Won't it? No, it will not. You Hold have on. to. You have, it will not play the disc directly. You have to rip it. That's the reason why I got a Pro. And I. When I got it home, I found out it was almost took it back. But no, you can you can rip it, but you cannot play the disc directly from a Blu-ray. Here, okay. hold on. It says right here. I'm telling you, I've owned <laughs> one for almost a year and a half now. I'm telling you. If oh, I could do you it, know what? You're right. You it. can play UHD Blu-ray movies on a PS4 Pro, but you can't do it off the disc. You're right. Nope. The you device have to is... rip it. And if you, good luck ripping a 40 gig disc and trying to. Yeah, yeah that's a you nightmare. Rip it on your computer and then move it over there. It's yeah. a that's a nightmare. Oh. Screw that. Yeah, why would yeah, you do that? Screw that. Screw that. Well, wow, the Xbox. Well, it did come with the digital version, so I did get that. <laughs> so on the Xbox Logan's One. Run. Wait, Xbox Logan's One. Run. Run. I need to get I need some clarity on this though. Xbox One X, that's the one that has the drive? X Xbox One S or X will both Okay, play the S or the X have the drive. Okay. All right. Both Interesting. Them, them, yeah. All right, I consider an S. Sorry, Randy. Next week, it's the Logan's Run. It's good to run, yeah. they say in that movie. <laughs> uh, been a very long time. I saw. I saw. There's a TV pilot that was made for this. Sh- for that, based on that, it's terrible. And and me and uh, uh, Tom Merritt did it once for for autopilot. Right, right. But I I and I've seen the movie, but it's been so long. I have no idea. I have no memory. So this is going to be great. I'm very excited about this. Logan's Run, everybody. Logan's cool. Run. Oh, you've never seen the movie? Is no, I, I have. It's just been ages. It's just been it's forever. Just been, okay, cool. Yeah, like since. Oh geez, probably though. I haven't I haven't watched it since I was heavy into watching a Book Rogers in the twenty fifth century. I was yeah. probably a teenager. I was probably like seventeen right. or eighteen that I last saw it. So it's really been a long, long time, and uh, mm-hmm. very excited to see it. So we'll do that next week, right here at Film Sack. You may have noticed, also, listeners, that the show has been going up on Saturdays after we record instead of Sundays. I realize there's just no point to me waiting. I don't know why I wait. <laughs> I'm just gonna every other show in the week I put up as soon as I'm done. Well, now I'm doing that with this. So you'll get it in like an hour from when we're recording this. So uh, ooh, it'll be so hot and toasty. Just ooh, you'll love it. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. I uh, I I have just realized I've not seen Logan's Run, and mm-hmm. I just realized it does not star John Schneider. I th- always thought it did. Oh, oh, really? definitely not John Schneider. No, John Schneider, but uh, Luke Duke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've always thought that. I can see uh, that. Apparently, I am confusing it with a movie called Eddie Macon's Run. It was really funny. <laughs> nice. At least you confused it. At least you didn't think it was an animated film by the Wallace and Gromit guy. Yeah, you could have done that. Mm, there you go. Uh, so that's next week right here at Film Sack. A quick shout out to Chad in South Carolina. He interviewed me and Ibit, Ibit a while ago and then me yesterday. Oh, really? And he just said the nicest things about mm. Film Sack yesterday in our interview that I just Aww. wanted to give him a shout out uh, today. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, thanks, Chad. That was nice. Apparently, yeah. apparently, we all come off as super good at this show to other people. No, uh, yeah, well, it's all it's all smoke and mirrors. That's what I thought to mm-hmm. say. Um, it's all bullshit, but uh, we're happy you feel that way. And uh, but thanks. No, that was really nice of him to say that. And I just wanted to give him a little shout out. So thank you, Chad. Uh, Filmsack.com is our website. You can find it by just going to the damned internet and putting it in. <laughs> Filmsack.com, and you can also leave your comments there. You can find all our old episodes. You can find all kinds of stuff including our email address, filmsack at gmail.com. You can even leave us voicemails. I'm starting to take these again for all the shows. So if you want to leave a voicemail, we'll play it on the show. If it's short and easy and makes sense, 801-471-0462. That's 801-471-0462. 
And as always, you can find us on Twitter at FilmSack. Leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. New Hall! <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>